Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and welcome to episode number 60 where we have our third webinar replay with Dr. Noorda in where we talked about swimming for young kids and how parents play a huge role in their kids' swimming journey. If you are not part of the Facebook community group, I would like to invite you to the Purposeful Fitness with Coach Ola community where we are helping each other stay active, be accountable, and moving forward as a community. If you have any questions, feel free to send me an email at befitforakhira at gmail.com. You can also follow on social media at befitforakhira. Have fun, and I look forward on the other side, and enjoy the show. Welcome to the Purposeful Fitness with Coach Ola, where I dive in deeper into holistic health and fitness topics that will help you stay inspired, motivated, and dedicated to living a purposeful fit life while pursuing for the Akhira. Assalamu alaikum everyone and welcome to our third webinar for today that's part of the Swim for Akhira campaign. We are so excited to have with us Dr. Noura as we speak on our youth, our kids, and why the Muslim communities need to speak up more suing for the future generation. Brought to you and presented by Ola and Nura. Uh, myself, again, I am the CEO of Bifid for Akhira. I graduated from George Mason with a BS in biology, health promotion minor. I am a certified personal trainer and a student instructor. And I'm also the podcast host of Purposeful Fitness with Coach Ola. Dr. Nura is a physical education teacher with a health promotion background who advocates for parents and children to have a healthy lifestyle. Through ready appearances, her profession, and through her writing, she wants to change the world for children's health, one healthy tip at a time. And you should check her show. It's really amazing, mashallah. I love her sense of humor. And our objectives for today is to share our experiences with the youth in sports when to start teaching kids in swimming and speaking about the water safety, how to prevent drowning and how to educate kids about it even at home, the importance of a parent attitude toward kids, especially into swimming, it's a huge one, how to avoid creating phobia for kids into swimming, how to help them feel comfortable, and of course, Q&A at the very end. And let's get started, bismillah. So we, got, we will share about our experiences with the kids. I worked, um, about two years with Soccer Shots. It's a franchise company. And so my experience isn't per se, so I didn't start into swimming right away. I started with soccer kids. And um, I want to let Nura speak about her experience and then I can dive into mine. So Dr. No, welcome to the show. We want to get to know more about you and um, your experience with physical education with kids and how it all started with you. Um, thank you so much for the invitation. That's first. Um, now, my my uh, journey started. My journey started with the. Uh, oh my God! I'm so sorry. Being distracted. <laughs> yeah. okay, no, thank you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs> my journey started as a teacher, physical education teacher. And before I started teaching, I was in a health promotion uh, background, um, field. But when I started teaching, I saw a lot of issues with uh, children. Um, in fact, I had a couple cases painting in my classroom. And 
for a child as young as eight years old to faint because of malnourishment, um, that was scary for me. And I, I felt that there was something more needed to be done regarding education and children, whether be it for just sports, healthy lifestyle, or just for swimming, or whatever it is that will help the child to move forward um, in their life with a, with a health, um, healthy body and a healthy attitude and good habits. Um, so that's how everything started for me. So, and then later I started thinking, how can I spread this message? So it went from teaching to seeing there's um, a need for spreading the word regarding um, living or having a healthy family into writing, then into a radio show. And yeah, now I'm doing my PhD with e-learning and uh, engagement in health education for children. Mashallah, I'm sorry, <laughs> I was muted. So what about your experience with swimming? How did that start for you? Swimming, teaching children swimming as a personal or for children? Both of them, if you don't mind. Um, uh, personally, my first experience ever was my aunt trying to get me in the swimming pool. And she literally put my head inside the water and I was suffocating and I was so scared. That was my first experience. My mom, she never wanted to be involved with water because she have had a drowning experience. So she never wanted me to be around water, but if I was someone else other than her, she was fine with it. But unfortunately, my first experience was when I was seven years old with my aunt and I had my head being pushed down in the seawater and I was terrified for my life. Um, but then later, when I was in high school, I learned that, uh, you know what, I was a child and I should not have any types of phobias. I was a little bit more educated regarding uh, why you need swimming, why, why it's important, even as a life skill, not as an athlete. And I got to learn how to swim. And that was it. I continued swimming whenever I had the chance. That's awesome. Yeah, because I was going to ask you what age for me. So I six years old as well. And so how about your teaching with kids? When did that start then? Teaching, I started seven years ago, six years ago, actually. Six years ago, I started teaching children. Um, and it was a requirement of, as a physical education teacher. I had to teach swimming because the school I was working in, they had a swimming pool. So Awesome. And um, so in your experience with working with kids, what have you noticed the pattern? Like what age did you work with the kids that you work with? I, I work with children as young as six years old. Uh -huh. And the biggest pattern you will see is the same experience I had when I was um, around seven and eight, which is my someone from the family member either pushed them in the swimming pool or forced them to be swimming. So it's a very common negative experience for a lot of children. Right. And so with my experience with soccer, I worked from, it was aged, ages two to, um, one second. This is so embarrassing. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so we just have a delivery over to my house. I'm sorry.
this is so weird. So with my kid, we're working with kids, um, two to eight years old. They are very, it's that age is really interesting. Um, especially with infants, it, that experience taught me like, you know, the patience and how to, how to talk to them because the two years are very like hyper, you know, they need, um, a, you know, attention spam and different style than like the six years old. And the same thing when it came to the water, when I work with them at that age, um, it taught me how, or the experience that I've had so far with kids at that age, like, you know what I say? Like they could be escaped from the water. And that's why we will talk about parents, how to approach them, um, when it comes to the water and why it's important for us to make it lovable um, for them at that age. So we will continue talking about this inshallah. And so then the right age is we go swimming. Um, in your experience, Nura, at what age do you think is the right to start talking about swimming? It depends on what the parents' goal is, okay? Mm -hmm. So if they wanna start with a safety uh, or a life, life skill, um life-saving skill then they start should start as as young as six to eight months old um and there are special programs for toddlers how to save themselves in the water how to float on their back or just in case if they fall in a swimming pool or something how to save themselves but if they want it to, if they want to teach their children as a sport for athletic purposes they should start as young as two years old um but just for fun i think or just as a skill in general, then always starting as young as possible is always the best because at the end of the day, swimming is very important for your health, um, is very important for your muscles, and it's a very important life-saving skills that everyone should know and learn from a young age. Yes, and I believe Red Cross, when I took my uh, vacation, I learned that it's as early as six months, like babies, um, because that's what's a good age to introduce to the mom. Like the mom can also increase her bond with the kids, with her yeah. child. And so six months is actually not that, um, like it's actually a good time to start, like you say. And so the importance of um, educating our kids about water safety, I think is a huge aspect that our communities doesn't talk about enough, in my opinion. So let's uh, rewind to say that I am from the USA right now, but I'm also from Syria. So I'm speaking right now from like an American experience. And then Nura is also from the Arab background, but lives in a, like a Middle Eastern country in Dubai. So I want to see your experience in the Middle East. Like how much do you talk about water safety in um, Dubai? Well, I, I grew up in Canada. Um, but let me tell you one thing, it's not about our community, it's about many communities. Um, and then teaching swimming or educating um, children about swimming depends on the surrounding. So you will see people who live by the beach or by the water, they will know more swimming. People who live on the mountain, if they have a swimming pool or whatnot, then they will get into educating their kids uh, about swimming. Or if the family goes a lot on vacation where there's water, it depends on the environment that that child is growing up into but um in terms of communities it's not about um uh, it's not about that it's more about raising awareness regarding swimming is important for everyone regardless you live in the mountain there's no water around you or you live by the water by the beach and there's a lot of water around you so it's a skill that everyone should know regardless of where they live or their that surrounding is um it doesn't have to be something they learn as an uh, um 
as a competitive sport, but as a life-saving skill, it's necessary. Thank you, Sanjay. That's a very good point about the beach versus the mountain. Um, and like we, I, we had a webinar from like you know with Muslim moms on Friday, and then yesterday with the Burkini modest somewhere. And then the same thing comes up where a lot of the moms, you know, put their kids and then they forget themselves. And that's why I asked for the right age so that the right age, you know, it's as early as six months and then it's the environment. And that's why even if you're in the mountain, you never know what could happen. You know, if a, like a tornado, like a natural disaster happens and then the water just comes yeah. up or what have you, um, it's important to like learn about it. And that's why our kids should know, because what if like we, we go to a picnic and there's open water and they have no idea that the deeper they go, the dangerous they can, can get. And so yeah. I believe it's the next slide to talk about the phobia and how to prevent it. So as we all know, that it takes about a moment for the drowning to happen. You know, a child or a weak swimmer can drown at any time. And then we all know that death and injury could be prevented by educating our kids and also could happen at home in a bathtub. You know, there are stories where kids drown while taking a shower or bath, um, use a bubble bath with the kids, legs reverse. And then the Red Cross believes that by working together, we can um, prevent all of that, inshallah. And so even as a lifeguard, even if the lifeguard is there, it's important to still talk about it. And that is why we have highlighted here that teaching children is always to ask permission. And that goes back to the child behavior, which you know, will also touch base on the parent-kid communication is a huge factor and it all goes back at home. And then we also believe that it's important to swim with a buddy. And so do you have anything else to touch base on this um, from your um, knowledge? Regarding experience? the swimming safety, uh, first of all, for children yeah. and teaching them about phobias and all of this, first of all, you need to know what your target is. Mm -hmm. um, if you want to teach, teach the child about water safety, as in rescuing themselves, what they should do. If someone is, else is drowning, what they should do without hurting themselves. If there is a danger scene, what they should be doing. So it's, it's a multi-layer education that the child should have. And uh, the parents, I, I know the, for swimming specifically, the parents' experience can reflect a lot on the child. Um, we need to have that sort of education and raise awareness regarding doesn't matter what you ex what experience you've had. There are people who learn how to swim at 40 and they wish that they have had it when they were younger because maybe it limited them from having fun in the pool or when they had vacation or um, they could have saved their themselves in a certain situation or they have avoided water because they were scared. So swimming uh, or the parents' experience does play a big role on how it reflects on the child when it comes to swimming. Regardless, we should raise awareness to parents and let them know that water safety should start from a young age and water safety should include um, different layers of education regarding what the child should do in case there is danger, in case how to save themselves, how if, if they are panicking in the water, what they do, if someone uh, needs help in the water, what they can do without hurting themselves. So, or, or if they need to go and call help, um, yeah, so it's, it's a two-way education for parents and children that needs to be done. A hundred percent. And as you're speaking, I'm thinking of, um, Ed who released a story about himself 
to empower the black swimmers and he learned swimming at a like yeah. older age but he got yeah. inspired from his daughter and so that is something for the parents also like take that opportunity to teach your kids and then be inspired from them and then you learn with them so it becomes like a family event and that could create a better family bond um inshallah yeah. really good points and the parents experience is actually a huge one yeah. So then that goes back to the next great segue for the importance of parents' attitude and why yeah. it's important to make it a sport, a joy. And um, it all starts being at home. And we all know mental health is a huge aspect. And that's why that goes back to actually the mental health and parents. So uh, Nura, with your experience as a you know physical education teacher with working with the kids, have you noticed kids, um, their fear in the water due to the parents have you ever like you know oh, yeah. my mom my yeah dad. i have had enough kids crying and hanging on to me mm-hmm. and they are scared for their life just being touched by the water um so parents talking to them is very important the the swimming instructor will know well how to deal with children uh whoever have experience um giving and providing comfort for the child uh is very important if, if the child is having extreme phobia from water and being very scared, um, if they are willing to learn, it's very important that you provide fun because once there is games, uh, playing or any sort of fun or competitions in the water, um, at least as a start in a shallow end, the kids will have a really positive experience and they are more willing to learn. Uh, but if kids are having uh, phobia and they're really scared just to touch the water or be inside, um, and they just want to sit on the poolside and have their feet in only. Um, it's very important that um, either the instructor to be very close to them as a start until they get the comfort and the confidence in themselves and water confidence. So that all relates to how the um, instructor goes about it. But comfort is very important and fun does play a big role into, again, bringing comfort and confidence in the water. Yes, and I'm smiling because I'm thinking of all the kids that I work with at um, KAA. It's so cute. Yeah. Um, local private swim, uh, swimming school. And I remember this girl, she's so cute. She's so tiny, you know, little, young. And then um, I believe what happened is the swim cap, like she wasn't comfortable in the swim cap and she wanted to take it off. But then like her dad doesn't want her to get her hair wet. And yeah. so like there's that aspect of like the parents want a certain thing but then like it's really impossible to not have that happen in the water or for instance like the clothing um issues like where the kids wear the wrong clothes and then we have to tell them yeah. like that's not the proper clothes and that goes back to like number one parents attitude but also parents um to be educated on like what to wear and that will come up in the next few slides um and also i mean this is my own personal experience you can you know elaborate on this um but when I work with another um, organization, small business, I notice like parents' attitude is so important in terms of like air, you know, to stay humble because if the kids become a little bit too like arrogant or like oh, then they can start bullying the next kids, or like because they are at a different like higher skill that could intimidate the other students around them. So when I was working, you know, with kids, they were like this. Uh, boys who know how to swim they're so good but like I can't teach the advanced level yet to the entire classroom because it's important to like talk about the safety of water and so that I mean that is just my experience I'm not sure what about have you noticed that come up in 
in your experience with kids? Mm. My experience with with kids who kind of bully kids down or like don't treat you as respect. Oh, like oh, oh no, there's there's no no there is no chance for bullying to happen around water. That's a big no no, mm -hmm. because it's an an alert. You should be alert all the time. And if any kid is trying to joke with another kid regarding like being pushed in the water or just I don't know or or trying to put their head down or that's not even allowed. Um, and there should be extreme measures taken in that place because you are not scaring the child. You're putting their life in danger. Yes. And that's why I mentioned the kids' parents' attitude because they can kind of get it from their um, yeah. surroundings and it can come back from, from home as well. And it also can have a very traumatizing experience for the kid who's being bullied. Yep. So it's, it's a lot of big, major mistakes in um and being or, or someone bullying someone in the water it's a big no-no yeah i just want to see if you've had that um come up in your experience so far i mean i'm still i've, new I've had no i've had some experiences where kids try to push each other underwater and how did you handle it so far and we, in my classroom usually um even something as small as chatting to the friend is not even allowed in the swimming pool because um i have 20 children in the water awesome. and i cannot afford um any disruption interruption or any of that if the child does not want to listen they don't have swimming for that class and they know it and it's very extreme measure because um they only have a short time to swim in the full week and there's a big number of children. And on top of all of that, um, it's safety. Safety comes first, no matter what. Yeah, actually, can we elaborate more on this? I love that you brought this up because when I work with that number, like the 20 kids range, I wanna see how did you handle it? So for anyone who's watching the replay um, and who wants to kind of create the environment or get other kids involved, how do you go about teaching swim lessons? If you don't mind like sharing some tips. If you, if, if you have a big number like that, um, you cannot be gentle. I know when we deal with children, you wanna be nice and stuff with them. But as a start, no, yeah. you don't have that option at all because one mistake, no other chance. Or no, sorry, sorry is not accepted. One time mistake, that's it, you're out. Because you, you don't know, um, you have to be expecting the worst when it comes to water because you are dealing with a, I don't want to say hazardous zone, but it's, it's a danger zone and anything wrong, even as small as slip, um, they might fall. And if, if they want to run around the pool, that's also not allowed uh, because you don't know their children. There's a huge chance that the child might slip around the pool and it, it can be a really tough one, either a broken arm or a big cut or so, the children's safety is very important and putting rules and applying the rules and being extreme with them is very important. If you are on one-on-one -on -one with a child, that's a different story because you are in control of the environment at that moment. Um, but if you have a big number, no, you have to be very strict. And so when it, when it comes to starting at home, for our viewers, we have a, a few parents and like the replay. How can we start that environment at home? How can we start that conversation before we actually get into the water? Um, if, if the mom knows how to swim, uh, in terms of uh, safety or education or Both, water safety. Like how can we introduce 
swimming to the kids, water safety before we say, hey, let's go take a swim lesson, guys. Um, um, depends. If the, the parents know how to swim, uh, they can share the skill with them. They can play games with them. Uh, there can be many fun ways to introduce swimming to the family. And I'm sure for children, if they see adults doing something fun, they would love to learn about it and they would want to do it. They will come and ask you um, as long as the comfort and the confidence is provided. But if the parents don't know how to swim, maybe they can pick up swimming lessons together um, or they can have discussions together. And I think for learning how to swim for children, they would love it. Unless if they had an extreme experience and they have phobia or then the parents have to sit and talk with them about uh, what they went through, that swimming is very important for them, for their health, for, for to save their lives, for so many reasons. Yeah, that's a good point. So if the parents know that then they can like play with them, if not, then that could be an opportunity for both parents and kids. And parents' attitude play a big role in terms of saying, I'm scared of water or being negative regarding swimming and all that. It should, parents should try their best to avoid being negative about uh, whatever experience they have had in the past because children pick on that very quickly and they will start imitating their parents as if that experience have happened to them. Um, yeah, so parents need to watch how they communicate or how they speak about an experience around their, their children. Just keeping it positive is, is the best way to go um, when you have kids around you. Yeah, um, I know we talk about parents' attitude, but have you ever had any experience when have you ever had it like you know have you ever told a parent like you need to work on yourself like i don't know how to approach that like have you ever had that ever where you had to have that one-on-one -on -one talk with the parents say you know please work on yourself or it's a little sensitive for, for the parents or for the child like for both so huh. like i'm not well, sure never, yeah i did not teach parents swimming i've never had the experience with parents mm -hmm. my experience was with children so I do have some parents ask me, how's my child? Uh, what do you recommend? Some parents, um, they're happy that their children are learning how to swim and that's it. Some parents, they want them to be athletic and learn the sport more and go uh, take an extra step. So it depends. They will come and ask. But in regards of parents swimming, I don't have experience with that. The reason why I asked that question, because I with my experience so far, right, um, it's been a bit difficult to talk to the parents to give them like constructive feedback about mm -hmm. why their child might be misbehaving and how the parents' behavior is really important for their house. But it's just a sensitive topic. So, you know, I'm still learning how to communicate that effectively with the parents. So that's why I asked, I asked you. They, the parents, you, are, okay. Um, regarding the misbehavior, you should be straightforward because it's a very um, sensitive zone. Yep. So the parents need to understand, listen, your child did this. And if, if God forbid, if something happened, this could be the scenario, this or this or this. So please talk to your child. Um, I have talked to them and you tell them what steps you have taken or what it is. But water, uh, being around water, um, you cannot afford being gentle. Mm -hmm. You have to be straightforward and you have to be strict with the rules. And have the have you ever had parents who kind of got offended and like, you know, didn't take the right way from you? Uh, not really. So far, I haven't had that issue. Um, 
not really no okay no thank you so much for like you know being open about it and that kind of a good summary that it's important to the swim instructor to have an open like direct uh yeah discussion with the parents and it's really important for the parents to have an open mind uh understanding and how important this is for both of them both sides yeah thank you and so our the next slide is the phobia and how to avoid that. So that's something that I'm going to have you dive more into it. Um, again, like I just started teaching in October 2019, so I'm still kind of like new to the whole game. But would you please dive into the into depth about the fear of separation, separation from the parents, um, mm -hmm. and all of the phobia and how do you go about it? Um, most of the children who have had phobia, they have had a negative experience somehow and it stuck with them either in a shower or someone have um, throw them in the swimming pool or yeah. they felt like they were drowning at one moment. So they have had some sort of negative connection with water at one point. So when you want to introduce swimming to the child, you need to make it as comfortable as possible. If, and uh, the instructor have to watch uh, out for the signs if the child is willing to learn or not willing to learn and proceed from there. Now, it depends on the child. Not all children are the same. Um, some of them are a little bit more stubborn than others uh, regarding entering water if they have phobias. And you have to be extremely patient and extremely gentle and you need to be keeping your eyes on that specific child. It cannot be done in a group uh, or a big class, otherwise, you, you cannot pay full attention to that child with phobia, and then you also have to teach a skill to the other kids. It will be a little bit difficult. So it is best for those children, if they have phobia, it's best if they get one-on-one -on -one, um, education. Yeah, and um, that reminds me of what I, who I work with so far. So like I had a two-year-old kid who was so afraid of the water. Like he's so excited, he's so hyper. And then it's so funny because as soon as he walked in the water, like he just ran around the pool deck and like, don't run. And it's like the funniest thing, but the scariest thing. So what helped me is to put a floater around him, play with him, and then yeah. uh, how to avoid phobia, right? So like that also goes back to the words that you use with kids whether it's soccer yeah. teaching or any like sports to make it an imagination uh, type. So for yeah, instance, make it comfortable, make them yeah. feel safe, comfortable and being positive. Yeah. And so, you, you know, for instance, like I've had him like in the floor, I'm like, Hey, you're in the space now. And like, just use these little words with, with him. And then um, the other kid that I worked, the other two like siblings, they were so like hyped. Right. And that was like the hardest thing to, keep them calm um, and so with the red cross for instance we learned the importance of teaching them like how to jump and then from jumping to reach so jump and reach to the pool deck to educate them that it is important because that's the water safety but the importance of building confidence in water number one and the understanding the concept like you have to learn how to reach before like yeah. the skill um, yeah. and that's how you avoid phobias is yeah. there anything else that you would like to add on this topic or um for phobia um uh, just being positive and being patient um giving the child the comfort and the safety for them to feel like okay we we will try to learn have you had any anxious kids yeah, Ad adult. yeah I have, i've had those cases yeah yeah 
And so how did you go about it with the like super super um, anxious kids? Yeah, it's it makes your teaching extremely difficult. Yeah. Because when I teach, I teach in a school setting, so I have my 20 children in the water. They're excited and they're kicking their feet and they're happy. And then, oh, and then the teacher is beside <laughs> the child, um, and they're waiting for you to give instruction, but the teacher is with someone else. So I am lucky to have assistant. Uh-huh. Uh, we communicate. And then if there is any child, and you should never, for a safety, you should never be in a swimming pool by, by yourself. There should be someone outside watching all the time. Um, yeah, but if, if a child is having um, or being more scared than their uh, peers, then I would be close to that child and try to guide them through by giving them comfort, positive, try to do games or just do that extra stuff to make them feel like they can start swimming. Great learning. Yeah. Yes. And that reminds me when I worked with um, KAA King Abdul Academy, we had some kids like that who were like super, super scared. So I learned and um, what we had to do is take those scared kids and have them like sit on the stairs instead of like yeah. being with the rest of the students, have them sit, get comfortable with the water first. Cause again, they are phobic, like they're scared. So take baby steps instead of just jump, dumping them into the water straight away, have them like start at the pool deck, uh, stairs, hold on to something, kick the water, let them feel the water, you know, make their hair wet, uh, learn the bobs, the bubbles, and then progress your way. Uh, great yeah. points. So let's see our next slide. Oh my God, we're going really fast with this. This is so fun. So anyone who is currently watching, please let us know if you have any questions. I did take a few notes before this. Um, just for all of us to know that 88% among children age one to four are the highest risk age group for um, drowning. And we have a few shots. All right. Great, we have questions. I love this. So Khadija uh, is here and she's asking, how do you deal with overconfident kids? Oh, I love that. We talk about phobic, but now the overconfident. Yeah, well, you have, yeah, you have cases where, yeah, miss, I don't have to swim. I know, I, I want to go to the... Exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, you have those cases. Well, whichever case you come across, as an instructor, you first have to assess yourself because children are children. They want to say that they are the best, they're this, they're that. Maybe they are, but they, they get super excited or maybe because according to their level mm-hmm. that they have reached, wow, they have got, gotten to like a really great level. So it's very important that the instructor assess um, in the right area first and then proceed from there. That's a good question, um, answer, and I remember from Red Cross, we also learned that, like, with that kind of kid, or if you're a uh, group, then they could become a um, assistant. So maybe they can also jump on, give them that little leadership position, build build that. Yeah, that skill. it's good. They can be a good motivation for their friends, but you need to know if they are really good, as they are saying, or they are mm-hmm. just showing off in front of their friends. And you will also be surprised that some shy kids will shock you with how skilled they are. Um, And they are beyond what you would have imagined. So again, it all depends on the instructor and they have to assess. You can, of course, you're dealing with children. So you have to assess yourself. Awesome. And so 
I have two questions. I will start from Gina's question. Um, it's for you, Nuda. H how do you know if it's the true that infants automatically know how to swim? I am not sure if that's a rumor, but I have heard that somewhere before. I just thought that was interesting. Also, a question for both of you and Ola. Let's do the number one. Question number one, how do you know if it's, is it true like that infants automatically know how to swim? Uh, no, infants are excited about water, but they don't know how to swim. They need training um, in regards of how they can save themselves in case they are in the water and uh, how they can float on their back or try to save themselves, catch a breath. But that needs an experienced uh, trainer in that area, specialized for infants. Right. And so what about this questions for both of us? Yeah. What do you do? Be, uh, what do you both believe is the most important thing a child should know and understand before they start swimming? Uh, they should know for for children. They should know about safety first and foremost, um, around the pool, inside the pool, or around the beach. And they should also know um, skills how they can save themselves or if there is danger, what to do without hurting themselves, of course. Safety always comes first. That's a good point. Um, and it was asked for both of us, let's see. Um, for me, I can say that what they should know, um, what Nura said, and to elaborate a little more, to understand the breathing, like to not hold the breath in the water for too, too long, because that could also um, increase phobia. Um, and then like more drowning. And then they should understand like, the whole running around the pool because like if they slip and they get injured um now we have adult, adult like from parents um how do i prevent from zariha how do i prevent myself from drowning my son yusuf is asking thanks so okay yeah. um okay so for for yusuf what you can do is first of all learn how to make bubbles inside the water uh, and then from there because um, a lot of children, they like to hold their breath. And it's very critical that they learn how to make bubbles and how to float. These are the two very basic skills that every child should learn uh, before they start learning how to move inside the water in terms of their kicks, uh, their moves. So for Yusuf, one, you can practice making bubbles in the water and yeah, learning how to float on, on the back and the stomach. Yes, so where do you start with your teaching? Do you start from the back or the front? Uh, I start with the front. Okay, that's why I just was wondering because um, there are like different modules of teaching. Uh, so they also ask a question, what is your best advice for swimming at sea? And I think that might be okay. better if, for you. It, it depends if you were living by the sea or um, ocean or going on vacation, it's different, yeah? If you are living by the sea, and I guess you're more accustomed for, for being in the water, um, just learning how to be a, not a skilled swimmer, but a confident swimmer is very important. Even with that, it's always important that you tell your children and yourself that safety matters all the time. Watch out for signs that can put you in danger regarding it's a weather, or there's something around in the water, or if there, if there is like a wildlife in the water, um, so always make sure that your environment is safe and that you have enough skills to save yourself. If not, and you're going on a vacation beside the water, 
it's very important that you have your life jackets or your safety precautions with you whenever you are in the water. That's for you and whoever with you. And that makes sense. It does make sense. And I want to elaborate on this. So for sea or open water, um, so they have your still here. Also, like, look up on how to swim in open water. You'll see that it's really important to have buoy around you. Uh, number one, right? Number two, if there are lifeguards, pay attention to the red flags. If it's like, if there are a lot of waves, the, like the safety aspect yeah. of it. And then maybe you can walk, like walk in the water first and see how deep you can go. And then up to like, you know, for instance, like up to here, that's how far you can go. That's how far you can swim to. And then try to like not go too further if you're still not a super, super experienced swimmer. Um, just in case, God forbid, you cannot come back to the shore. So stay as cold as you can to the shore for safety. And so if anybody wants, you know, to come and help, it's a lot easier. You're welcome. Uh, are there any other questions? We've had a few audience that just came in. Thank you for attending. Um, oh, they left. Okay. Are there any other questions? Let's see. I always swim, Khadija, with um, safety but she's a triathlete, so she's also an experienced swimmer, can attach to me and never swim directly to the shore. An angle is best or you will be pulled out. Thank you for, uh, for sharing this. If you want to come on and share your experience with us, because you also have kids, um, feel free to put your uh, audio on, please. If Zaliha, uh, Summer is still here. All right. Is there any remarks? Wa alaikum assalam. Yes. I think my internet is not so hot today. So yeah, Khadija, share with us on how you work, you talk to your kids about swimming. Because you're a mom, you're a triathlete, and then you have kids, mashallah. Yeah, so I have two who love to swim. Um, that's why I asked about the overconfident because both of them are <laughs> overconfident at times um, in the water. But um, I, the suggestions that she gave about teaching them to float and blowing bubbles, those are the first things. My father taught me how to swim. So those are the first things that I taught my children as well. So at least I, I feel like from a licensed instructor, instructor just as a mom, I'm, I'm on the right uh, track. And I also, when I learned how to swim, I only learned how to swim in the ocean. So those are the things that my father first taught me. Uh, never swim without a safety device attached to you, even as a strong swimmer. And if you feel any kind of pole tied, never swim directly, uh, was it perpendicular to the shore? Because you will get pulled out harder. Swim at an angle. It seems like it's longer, but you'll get pushed in versus getting pulled out. That's good. I did not know that. Um, I've never swam in open water, so I wish I can answer that. Questions? Will they have that helped you? Please let us know. Um, and Rezbeth, that's a really good tip. Are there any other questions before we wrap up? Let's see. We're almost done. 100%. Yes. So angle, not perpendicular, angle. Think of it that way. And I hope that it's a good reminder. Inshallah. So how you can stay yes. in touch? Yes, how you can stay in touch with us? You can follow me on Bifit for Akira. I also have a private Facebook group. Workouts, any questions for uh, anything fitness related, purposeful fitness with Coach Ola, and then you can follow up with Dr. Noura on Instagram at Dr. 
Arabi, and then her email, um, did I say it correctly, your last name? Yeah, yeah. And then also, um, I want to promote Khadija's webinar is next weekend. Make sure to come if you're a triathlete or you want to become a triathlete, you can hear her story and uh, Jerry. The link to our Facebook group is in the chat group if you want to join. Gina just added. Thank you, Gina. And thank you everyone who came and watched. This is amazing. Again, as a wrap up, it starts at home. Safety. Talk about it. Do not be afraid to talk about it. And even though we are with COVID, so maybe you can share with us one last tip. Uh, Noura, if you don't mind, we are in COVID. People have limited access to the pool right now. Speaking, yeah, speaking of COVID-19, uh, you should always know that danger um, is always unpredicted. So predict the unpredicted. And always be ready. And safety always comes first. So even if people are not going out much, not going to the pools, it's still very important that the children and the parents or whoever does not know how to swim, it's very important to learn swimming as a life skill. Regardless, COVID-19, no COVID-19, it's a very important skill to have. Uh, safety first and always predict the unpredictable. Yes, thank you so much. And I take away a message that I want to pass on to the baton is that no matter what, talk about it. It's never too late, never too early. Yeah. Six months, we just mentioned that. That's how like young that is. Um, and then make it fun so maybe you can find stories if you have like little kids you can find stories that are comic um you can also talk about it with the bubble bath and the shower because when happened with covid a lot of the pools were shut down right and a lot of the swimmers were having like they were just joking about it they were taking pictures in their bathtub it's a joke it's funny but that yeah. could be another example for parents to take from the swimmers onto their kids like hey we can still talk about swimming and at home and that's yeah. a fun way well thank you so much Nura um, and everyone that came we are going thank to you. thank you for tuning in if you've enjoyed this episode make sure to subscribe today and leave a five-star review you can also screenshot and share this episode with a family or a friend be strong be fit be fit for akhirah Oh